Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Take Down. Take Down. Take Down. Take Down. Hey, everybody. Uh, just wanted to stop and say thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you guys for, I guess, help making this thing blow up the way that it has. Um, numbers have been fucking great lately. I super appreciate it. Because of that, I'm going to make a t-shirt. Um, I'm going to make like, a couple of them. But if you take this episode and you take a screenshot of the, um, I guess, the the cover photo or, or however you're listening, and you post it on your social media, um, and you can send that to us, send it to at the Takedown Podcast, um, I'll... I'll put you kind of in like this this big hat. I'll write your your shit down and I'll put it in a hat, and uh, we'll pick a winner to get a free shirt. So, uh, like I said, take a screenshot of the episode wherever you're listening to it on Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, Podbean, whatever the fuck you're listening to it on. Uh, take a screenshot of it, send it to at the Takedown Podcast on Instagram, and you might win a free shirt. Uh, free shirt. Um, also, at the very end, the audio kind of cut out a little bit. I was trying to to edit out where my phone vibrated at the very end. Um, but thank you guys for listening again. And, and at the very end, you'll hear where it cuts out. But if you or anyone that you know is struggling with the same addiction that Chica is, uh, definitely reach out and feel free to reach out to myself or feel free to reach out to her. And uh, we'll try to help you as much as possible. So thank you guys. And one. Good afternoon, everybody, to another uh Good afternoon and welcome. Sorry, I just fucked up right off the bat. Uh, good afternoon and welcome to another episode of the Takedown Podcast. Uh, our new tagline is, we're not the best podcast in the world, but we're not the worst. So that's, you know, we have that kind of going for us. Um, right now, during this pandemic, if you go to foamsoap.com, use the code TAKEDOWN, um, you can get a discount on a foam soap system, which sanitizes your phone, which, you know, everybody carries their phone. Uh, everywhere they go and your phone has all these fucking germs all over it so go to foamsub.com use code takedown and you get a little bit of a discount and uh, what it is they send you a system that uses uv rays to like clean your phone super high-tech shit um i absolutely love it though uh today's guest is this is actually our second time doing this because there was some slight audio issues the very first time but her story is so fucking cool. I uh, was dying to have her back on here. What is up, Chica? Hey, Josh. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited just to bring some awareness to this topic, especially for women and especially um, during this time in the middle of a pandemic where we're basically just sheltering um, in place for who knows how long yeah I'm, I'm not even sure how much longer this shit's gonna last they just opened the beaches back up in, in Jacksonville and I thought that was an absolutely terrible idea yeah they're doing um, a similar thing in California like uh, some of the beaches are slowly opening up here but yeah I feel like it's a little too early for that yeah super super sketchy um, so what we're talking about um, Chica has been um I guess addicted to pornography since you were nine yes yes okay um so let's kind of talk a little bit like how did you get exposed to porn at nine years old yeah absolutely so um i grew up in the digital world you know 
and I was using the internet at school and even at home. Like my parents just had multiple computers around the house, so they were very easy to access. And as a child, when you're spending that much time online, you just start to go down like a rabbit hole and you're exposed to many different things. So that's where it all started. <laughs> Do you remember like the very first website you ever seen or, or maybe like the very first picture you ever seen um, like pornographic related? Yeah, I don't even remember how I came across the website. It must have been like an ad or something with a very explicit image that I clicked on. But I remember watching like this amateur african-american couple having sex in like their vehicle and yeah i just remember being fascinated by it and curious so i just continue to seek more of this you weren't um like you weren't like like uh i guess grossed out by it or, or you weren't like confused you you kind of already knew at that point what uh like intercourse was um i I, I was definitely confused, <laughs> um, but I think I was more intrigued by anything. So, like, I was very eager um, to watch more of it. So at, at nine years old, are you, are you aware that this is kind of, like, taboo and you have to kind of hide it, or is it still one of those things? Mm -hmm. Definitely. So um, in my household, um, I have I was living with my three siblings, and both my parents. Um, my mom, she worked in sales and still does till this day. And if you know anyone who works in sales, they work crazy hours. She'd be out of the house from like 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and sometimes not even coming home until midnight. And my dad, on the other hand, he was a cab driver. And um, his schedule was like from the afternoon until midnight. Um, I had two older sisters one younger sibling, uh, sister as well. And um, when my parents were out of the house, it was my oldest sister who was in charge of the household. But, you know, my sisters and I, we all had our own lives and did our separate thing around the house. So I was just watching porn whenever I got a chance, uh, which was generally like coming home from a school day or whatever and just being very careful and sneaky about it um, because my siblings were literally running all around the house so like just closing the tab um, or anything when I'd see them coming towards the computer so yeah I had to be very careful about it now are any of them aware that this was was going on or were they they've kind of been in the dark um, they were aware that someone was watching porn. <laughs> um, they didn't know that it was me. Um, so I had really, uh, smart sisters. They really knew a lot about computers. Um, so anyway, one of my older sisters, uh, the second oldest one, she was always like checking the history, um, basically just monitoring, you know, what everyone was doing. And in the history, she saw that someone was watching porn. Um, I was very close with the sibling and my youngest sister. So we all just 
got together and blamed it on the oldest sibling. <laughs> so <laughs> they were under the impression that my oldest sibling was the one watching all this porn. Jesus. So yeah. now, of course, they know otherwise, correct? Or they still, like, it's still... You know, I I couldn't tell you. I don't know. It's... I don't know. <laughs> They're probably going on telling stories. Oh my gosh, my older sister just yep. used to watch all this porn. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so, so take me into into middle school then, because in middle school you start developing uh, relationships with with other people, correct? So, um, yeah, like you you get your first crushes, your first kisses, you know, etc. How is that affecting your your uh, your addiction? I guess is that fueling it a little bit more? Yeah, um, so by this time, I was still watching porn because I was addicted. Um, I wasn't really interacting with, like, the opposite sex in middle school. Like, I wasn't interacting with boys or kissing them or anything like that. Instead, um, I had took things just a step further. Um, I was using this social game, IMVU, if you've ever heard of it. I think it's still around till this day. But, um... Yeah, IMVU, uh, it's a social game where uh, users create, like, 3D avatars to play with, like, real friends, like, real friends you actually know, and play games, chat, and even, like, meet new people. So you could pretty much present yourself however way you want it to, join different chat rooms and talk to many different strangers. Um, so I was initially using this game to communicate with my friends from middle school, but I eventually started having uh, virtual sex with strangers through this game, and it was very easy to find um, like-minded people. Holy shit. Do you, do you kind of like look back now and think that those might have been like predators, like preying on like Oh, younger... absolutely. Yeah, holy um, shit. Yes, yes. But, you know, I that that didn't occur to me at the time that yeah. I could potentially be talking to, like, you know, a pedophile yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it did not occur to me. But, like, looking back at this, yes, it is highly possible. Holy shit. Did you ever did you ever give out your phone number or meet any of these people or was it all just just online? Nope. It was all just virtual. Um, I didn't have a cell phone until like high school actually um so yeah it was all just virtual um, my middle school years in high school you get a cell phone you're still you're still watching every day but you now have the convenience to watch on the go yeah Mm -hmm. so (laughs) yeah in high school was when things like pretty much intensified for me I was watching porn every day and it was consuming my life um, and I had watched everything. I had watched every scenario in porn imaginable. Um, yeah, you know, gang bangs, double penetration, and, like, daddy-daughter, interracial, like, literally everything, and I really looked forward to watching it, and it became a routine. How did this, uh, like, affect you being like a teenager like being in high school and and you're starting to form relationships and and uh like how did this affect you like did you like did you okay so first off did you tell anybody at the time that this is going on or no 
Nope. I no, just so, kept so it just, to myself. So you're just mm-hmm. carrying this on your shoulders every single day. Yes. Wow. So mm-hmm. where like where did this lead you, I guess? Yeah, so as I was growing older, um, I started to like develop impulses and I these impulses I they were kind of irresistible. So I had moved from INVU and started interacting with men on Craigslist at the age of 17 years old. So this was like my senior year in high school where things greatly intensified. Um, So Craigslist had this very popular section on their website called Casual Encounters where strangers could post an ad looking for casual sex. Um, I believe the section was removed in 2018. Um, so, so you're, um, you're, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you're going on Craigslist and you're, you're posing as, uh, like an older woman or you're, you're, you're putting in the tagline like you're 17, 18 at the time. Nope. I was just, I was putting the real deal. I was letting folks know that I was 17 years old and looking to lose my virginity and I didn't know that there was an age restriction see that's how like unaware I was of everything at the time and I was I kept getting flagged my my posts kept getting flagged so then once I figured out why I then was posing as an adult so an 18 year old adult this was like the uh this is like the the the, like catfishing in real life essentially Mm mm-hmm yep Holy yeah. shit! Did it did it ever did it ever occur to you? And I don't I don't mean to like freak you out or anything. Did it ever occur to you? And I would never give out your location either, just because I don't, you know, I don't want like a bunch of people hitting you up. But mm-hmm. did it ever occur to you that you could get picked up and, and fucking like taken? Like, no, it did not. Um, because holy shit! No, it 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 seriously it did not, and that's crazy. Um, I had no self awareness, like. The, the only thing that I wanted to do was um, live my fantasies. So, you know, porn had given me an expectation about what sex should be. And the only thing I wanted to do was fulfill my fantasies. So you, uh, you're you okay with, like, older older men hitting you up? Like, that's... At the time um, I was, it was only older men who was giving me that attention, actually. There weren't a lot of um, men in my age group on that side. It was just older men. So, and there's this, you said this daddy-daughter kind of like fantasy, Mm -hmm. like taking place. So, were these guys like, did they have to be attractive or or is this just an older guy giving you attention and you're kind of just like, oh, he he can fuck how he looks, you know? Um, at first started off, um, I didn't really care for their appearance at all. Um, but later on, yeah, um, I start to care more about, um, their appearance. You got a little picky? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's so, I mean, it's, it's so lucky that you never, um, because, uh, can I say the state that you live in? Like, is that too much or? Yeah, California. Okay, yeah. yeah. So in California, like you know, sex trafficking, you're you're right on the border of of, mm-hmm. of Tijuana, which is a scary fucking place, you know, and yes. and uh, 
and I mean, not only that, it's it's California, New York, and I think uh, Florida are probably like, the three worst places for sex trafficking, and and mm-hmm. holy shit, man, that yeah, uh, that's all very true. Yep, but man. that was not a concern of mine, like not at so, all. So how does this? Um, and you you're still living with this addiction, yeah? Yes, I'm still living with the addiction, but um, over time, I've just learned how to really control my impulses and, you know, not put myself in dangerous situations. So how does this affect your dating now, being a a 20-some-odd-year-old woman? I don't want to, like, give out your age either because, (laughs) you know, I I just don't want, like, anybody to hit you up after this and... No, I, I definitely yeah. understand that. Um, yeah. But being in your in your early twenties and in your dating, how does this how has this addiction affected you? Um. So after I stopped using um, Craigslist, I stopped using Craigslist in twenty fifteen, um, and I stopped using Craigslist, but I was still watching porn, and I moved I transitioned to dating apps so I was using things like OkCupid and Coffee Meets Bagel and you know all the other wait, dating apps oh, out there. wait a second what what was that um oh are you familiar with any of the dating apps like OkCupid I I had a friend that was on Plenty of Fish and yeah that was about it like I know about that one and then um you know you see like the Farmers Only commercial did were you on Farmers Only What's that? Is that a dating app? <laughs> yeah, farmers only. I think it's like for only redneck people, but Ew. Yeah. <laughs> but no, my buddy had a plenty of fish and he said that uh he said that he, he'd never really met anybody. Um he said that a lot of the people on there were like older though. And but you said what did you say a second ago? Coffee meets bagel? Yeah, I was using sites like um okay Cupid and Coffee Meets Bagel. What the fuck is that? I don't mean to, like, cut you off, but, like, it it sounds absurd. (laughs) Yeah, it's a dating app. So you basically get paired with um, a certain amount of individuals each, I forget if it's each day or each week. Is it, like, food related? No. (laughs) That Um, might might be your million dollar idea right there, is, is a dating app that pairs you up with people, like, via, like, the food you like. Yeah, I, I don't know, but you know, you don't think you're no, <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, but it was not food related in any way. Although I'm aware that women would seek men just to get a free meal or whatever. But um, no, it was not food related. It was just about uh, relationships. You know, um, helping people find their soulmate, which was which is the idea of many dating apps in the beginning not anymore i think so but no it would pair individuals based on i guess the surveys and the questions they answered and um, like like it puts you like like-minded people yeah it just pairs you up with like-minded individuals okay i didn't mean to like side rail you there for a second i was just no it's okay when you said that i was like what the fuck is that (laughs) i've never heard of it like it's yeah. Um, but so you're you're moving on to these these apps now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I only moved on to these apps because what I was seeing in Craigslist were just the same desperate men over and over. Like whenever I would post an ad or whenever um I would 
respond to an ad, I'd realize it was the same men. So I got bored and just wanted more of a variety. But it's so funny because the men who I saw on these dating apps were some of the same men I had saw on Craigslist. So I was misusing the apps to fill my uh, fantasies again. So, um, yeah, it was just crazy, actually. I didn't see that one coming at all. Um, so when you're, when you're meeting people in real life, are you, are you describing to them like these, these fantasies in your head, or are you just kind of keeping it all on the down low? Um, no, I'd be very clear about what I was seeking. Um, like I'd text them or send them an email of, uh, or share a video with them of something I wanted to try out. And yeah, they were all pretty open to it. I wasn't having like intercourse with every guy I met. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. it was just like innocent things like making out in public or something yeah. or like playing in public or like a blowjob or something. It wasn't always about intercourse. Um, no, there, there is a question I had a second ago and then we, we kept talking, but, but when you're in school, um, mm -hmm. and you're, you're, of course you're, you're working through this addiction. How does that fuck with like your, like your schoolwork and your, like your homework, your classwork? Like, are you, are you able to stay focused? Is it fucking with you all during the day? Oh, definitely not. Cannot stay focused. Um, sex was just always on my mind and like I said, I was looking forward to it each day. So like even in social situations with my friends or my family, like I wasn't always present because of all the thoughts I had going on in my head. And another thing too, like I would procrastinate on homework. Sometimes I would just wouldn't even do my homework because I just stay up watching porn and even some nights I would stay up knowing I had to get up early for school and just watch porn. Wow. Yeah. Shit. So you, you've lost like a lot of sleep over this, yeah? <laughs> yes, I lost a lot of sleep. <laughs> and you, other things. <laughs> do you do you smoke cigarettes? Do you vape? Do you do you drink alcohol or caffeine or anything? No, I never smoked a cigarette before. Um, I do drink alcohol, but I don't have any issues with alcohol. Um, you don't have like an addictive personality. No, not at all. Um, um, I did smoke weed um, off and on. I think the most I've ever smoked weed was last year, just with my closest friends. That was just the highlight of our summer smoking weed. But um, I actually just stopped smoking it like two two and a half weeks ago. So this isn't this isn't like an addictive personality kind of coming into play. This is just something that got ingrained in your in your head in your formidable years, and then you just kind of took with you. Wait, what are you are you referring to? Like the porn, uh, or just like these other things? No, the, the 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 pornographic addiction. This isn't this isn't the cause of like. Or I'm sorry, this isn't because you have a like an addictive personality. This is strictly because you you got exposed to it at a young age and, and it just became your your average like everyday shit oh yeah totally it was like something just clicked in my brain and i couldn't fix it <laughs> just did not know how to fix it 
Now you you said that your your parents work crazy hours, but are they or did they get to experience this um, like in in real time, like in real life as you're growing up? Or. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Like just going back to my Craigslist days. Um. Yeah. I was caught with an older man actually, and my parents found out about it because I had gave a very weak lie told my parents I was going to spend a night at a friend's house or whatever they called this friend I was nowhere to be found and I was panicking because um my parents knew all my friends so there was no way around this lie so I was panicking because you know I didn't want my parents to think poorly of me or and like just cry and feel like failures or anything um so yeah my parents found out um and as far as the guy my parents they didn't want to like ruin his life or anything so they handled it on their own they like scared him i don't know what they did but they had scared this guy and he just went about his life and you never heard from him again i never heard from him again but i did see him again on craigslist um like a year later and after I saw him that's when I decided just to um, stop using Craigslist altogether because that's when I realized like oh it's just the same people on this site they didn't you don't think they like fucking drug him out and dumped him in a lake or anything I don't know what they did but the fact that I saw him on Craigslist again tells me that he's doing okay and um, I don't know probably didn't learn his lesson and was looking for another young woman Holy shit! I uh, I'm I just want to I just want to say I'm very glad that that nobody fucking kidnapped you or killed you or anything. That's it's insane. Me too. It is. Um, I know. Wow, that's holy shit. So your parents mm-hmm. confronted this guy. No no charges were filed or anything. Um, yes. Did they did they tell you anything afterwards? Did they tell you like did they give you kind of like a stern talking to or? Um, yeah. The look, my so this guy. He had dropped me off at a gas station and then, like, sped away. He had dropped me off, and I was just waiting at this gas station for, like, 30 minutes until my dad picked me up. And the look my dad gave me was the scariest look I've ever received in my life. I I literally thought my dad was going to kill me. Um, like, he was just so disappointed. I'm sure he was afraid as well. Um, but, yeah trust from there just went downhill between my parents and I like my parents did just not did did not trust me um and so um I actually went to therapy my mom my mom's Christian so she found like this faith-based therapist so I was paired up with this Christian woman and it just wasn't a good fit for me, honestly. I, I was seeing this woman for a year. Um, I'm not religious, and having some religious woman sit there and just talk to me about God just wasn't connecting, and it wasn't what I needed to hear at all. And I felt like we just talked more about Jesus than my actual problems. So um, within this time period, I was seeing this this therapist, still watching porn, but I had completely stopped using Craigslist. Um, but after a year, yeah, you know, I had a few slip ups again and, you know, saw myself repeating 
the same type of behavior with the um with the um dating apps so within this time um from i guess the time that you started watching every day until i guess now like even getting caught with a guy like when did you register that this was um like an addiction or, or a problem you know, it all came together slowly. Um, I think the first realization was just in high school, actually, when I would procrastinate on my homework and stay up late. And then things just got worse from there. Um, I was older and I had more control over my life. And after using those dating apps, for a while, um, I just developed like depression, anxiety, and just very low self-esteem. So that's when it hit me the hardest, like um, ages, I'd say like ages 18 to 21, honestly. So what are you doing about this this now? Are you are you still in uh, counseling? Are you are you doing any anything at home, like any, uh, I guess, like mental exercises to kind of keep you from this or... Mm-hmm. So, um, at the age of 21, um, I looked for a therapist this time on my own. So this would be my second therapist. And yeah, I, I had this huge realization that, you know, what I'm doing is not okay. So I needed someone to basically tell me that I needed someone to be honest with me. And I also wanted to understand what was going on. So... I found a therapist and she was like a hippie, which was not a good idea from the sound of her. It just wasn't, it, it wasn't a good fit again. And she, because she had like this hippie mentality, she made it seem as if what I was doing was not a big deal. So I ghosted her like after six of seven, six or seven months of seeing her. And I left therapy still feeling the same way about myself, depressed, low self-esteem, anxious, still watching porn. And I slowly stopped seeing people, actually, um, because I had really fell into like a dark place in my life. And I just didn't even want to be around people like I really just enjoyed watching porn more than I did having sex at this point. So, um, yeah, I actually... I met some guy in, at the age of 21 through a, mutual, through a mutual friend, and um, I don't know, I feel like he really just changed my attitude towards sex, and... Like, turned you away had, from it, or...? Um, it sort of, it sort of did. Um, this, this definitely helped, but um, yeah, he was in my age group. I found him attractive and everything so I had asked him on a date we went on a date things didn't go well we didn't have sex on the first date but he asked me for sex and at that time I was actually really looking for a relationship so we weren't on the same page and like a year later we started having casual sex and it was like the best sex I've ever had in my life and it honestly felt the way sex should feel like it felt authentic um, and it, it felt healthy and it felt normal, honestly. So I was seeing him for like two and a half years, just casual, casual sex. You're not, some... you're not, you're not dating at this point? 
at this point, I am dating one guy, but dating is much different now, <laughs> um, for the, for the better. Um, I've been dating, um, one guy for like, for a month now, actually. No, no, I, have... I meant, I meant during this time that, that, uh, you oh, yeah, going, yeah, yeah. You, you guys aren't dating, you're just, you're just seeing each other and. Yeah, it's just strictly casual sex, cause he never felt that way about me. And, you know, I really enjoyed sex with them. And I really didn't care about having sex with anyone else because I finally found someone who was able to, like, treat me well and satisfy me. We were kind of the same person in some ways, just, like, really high sex drives, um, uh, pornography addiction as well. Um, but the sex just felt, like, supernatural. Um, there were times, definitely, where... I saw, like, other guys here and there, like, guys I was interested in dating, but I was always careful um, in making sure I wasn't having sex with multiple people at once. So, um, so this, this thing that you and, you and this guy had, it lasted for two years, you said? Yeah, a little over two years. Um, I started to, like, develop feelings for him and he just never felt the same way for me unfortunately were you um, were you honest with him about the like your your pornographic addiction or or is he like it's it's one of those things you just don't talk about i didn't give him the rundown of everything of like like how it started from a young age and everything no i didn't give him the full details but i did mention to him like yeah i watch porn pretty regularly and blah 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 it was like pretty pg you tell that to a lot of guys, and they'll probably just be like, "Oh yeah, okay." Because <laughs> I feel like a lot of guys probably probably watch pretty regularly too. So he, when you say yeah. that, when they say that, or when you say that, um, in his mind, he's probably just like, "Oh yeah, okay, me too, whatever," right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's okay. That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how is how is being addicted to pornography? And you said you've kind of scoured the internet, you've seen everything, watched everything. How does that affect your <laughs> like your sex life? Like, does it? Um, um, like is is the like your fantasy better than reality, for the most part? Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, my porn and my fantasies were better than reality. Um, and you know, I soon learned that you know from watching that much porn. It, pretty much like fucked up my ability to form and engage in healthy relationships with men um like like just looking back um I was sometimes engaging in sexual activity with men on the first date and you know sometimes I just couldn't be present in the conversations we'd have because I'd have all these thoughts, like thoughts and impulses and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, so it's made it difficult. I, uh, I I hear you like sighing, and, and it kind of sounds like you're, um, like you kind of think before you talk about this. And I just want to say I, I appreciate you coming on here and talking about it because, like, I understand this is probably this is probably very difficult to do. But does it does it help yes. you? Do you feel better after you talk about it? Like, does it kind of take some of the weight off? Certainly, and that is why I wanted to talk about it. And you know. Yeah, I have so much time on my hands in the middle of this pandemic, so 
there's just been a lot of self-reflection going on, honestly. Um, so yeah, talking about it definitely helps. Like I've never, (laughs) I've never been this honest with someone. What what else kind of helps you? Does it, does it help you to like maybe find a hobby? Does it help you to, to stay busy? Yes, Mm -hmm, definitely. So, um, hobbies, um, has really helped with my self-discipline actually. So I've I've been weightlifting for the last two years and I've been really serious about it just like having personal goals and everything so that has helped with my discipline it has kept me on track from like meeting multiple men and whatever and as far as like other things like I've tried masturbating um recently and that's was never something I did it was just something I did not enjoy honestly but now I would just put it on because i I had this impulse and I had to do it, you know, so I wasn't even like getting off watching it. It was just something I had to do in order to control my impulses. What would you say to like, like someone that maybe stumbles upon this podcast and they uh, are fighting with this, this demon themselves? Like, what would you tell them? Like, what, what words of encouragement would you give them? Um, I definitely would encourage therapy, even though it did not work for me. Um, I think like, any relationship it takes time so you know if you're someone who feels like therapy is the way to go definitely go for it and sometimes it's going to take multiple therapists until you find the one but i'm just someone who knew therapy was not going to work for me i'd also say having hobbies and interests are very important um they will fill up a lot of your time and help to like minimize um, your impulses and thoughts. Um, and another thing too, just having um, a close group of friends. Like you don't have to share all of these deep dark secrets with your friends, but just having a support system that cares about you and who's going to be there for you. Just having someone to talk to as well has been really helpful do your friends like your close group of friends do they know that you've struggled with this for years or nope no (laughs) so (laughs) i'm literally outside of your like outside of the people you directly know um i am right now as it sits your best friend in the world (laughs) you can say that yeah you definitely can say that do you uh do you think starting your own podcast and kind of talking about this regularly, do you think that would help you? Mm, I I do. I do think it would help me. Um, yeah. I Talking with someone like I'm doing right now definitely helps. Um, the only issue with that is I don't feel comfortable talking to myself. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. So like, You'd have to have like a guest or a co-host or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that. I feel like that a majority of the time when I do these fucking podcasts. Like, if something big happens in the world and I don't have somebody to talk to it about, like I just, I just shut up. <laughs> I don't even fire right. the computer up. Right. Well, damn. I, uh, I'm glad that that you have this outlet, and um, I know you're reaching out for other podcasters to to have you on their show and I think you'd be a great fit on any fucking podcast you go on because 
your story, like your story, is so genuine and so, um, like it's authentic. You you don't hear about it often, especially um, this addiction among women, and not only that, women mm-hmm. at your age too. So anybody would be lucky to have you come on their podcast. And like I said, I I appreciate having you on on this podcast. Um, moving off of this this subject just a little bit, what are your? Mm-hmm. You said powerlifting was a hobby of yours. What else are your hobbies? Music, oh my gosh, has always been a big part of my life. I love music, everything about it. Um, so I grew up playing the trumpet, clarinet, and piano, and I recently started playing the electric guitar last year. I'm really bad at it, but sorry, my headphones just fell. Um, really bad at it, but um, I enjoy it, and it has especially helped me during this pandemic. Um, with like controlling my impulses and everything. That is awesome. That is awesome. And you, um, me and you talked the other day. You know, I'd never give out your like your job title, but but you are still working during this pandemic, so I'm I'm sure that's kind of keeping you busy as well. Um, yeah. What is what is dating like during the pandemic? Are you are you still going on dates regularly, or are you is it kind of like a little bit a little bit more sketchy now that somebody could cough on you and. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah so oh my gosh the first two weeks of this shelter in place were were very difficult um I'm not sure when you guys were enforced to shelter in place but California I think we were the first state to enforce it so we're going on the sixth week now the first two weeks um my, my gym had closed down and so um I had I got an impulse and so I got back on um dating apps after like oh my gosh like maybe like a year and a half from not using them again so I got back on OkCupid and this time it was much better because like I'm a, much more aware of my life and the type of things I seek and the situations I put myself in so I had the intention just to find um, a relationship, ideally. And so I met a guy, and yeah, we've been seeing each other for a month now. We haven't kissed or anything. We literally have not never touched each other. So dating is a lot different, and I honestly think it's for the best. You know, this is how dating should be. It sounds like it is for the best, honestly. Taking it nice and slow and getting to know each yes. other. And, um, so that's awesome. Are, are dating apps kind of like one of those things that will kind of send you down like a spiral, you think? Yeah, definitely. Like, you're just spending too much time on them. Swiping yes, no, left, right. And then, you know, over time, you're just looking at all the same men <laughs> or all the same women and or people um so yeah it it definitely can do that to you i gotcha Mm -hmm. damn i uh i'm astonished at a the courage that it took you to to come on and share your story with me and and uh for you to have not really like for you to have kept this kind of a secret and then you kind of want to talk about it in such a public manner like that's that takes a lot of courage and, and like i said like i um i definitely commend you for it do you do you think moving forward, do you think that it's it's going to be one of those things where you're struggling with it every day? Or do you think 
like slowly but surely you're gonna like you're gonna meet this thing yeah i believe that i will find a way to beat this thing for sure um just like i said the first two weeks of the shutdown i had an impulse i made the okay keep it account i since then deleted my account after hanging out with this guy who i really enjoy my time with and i was also i started watching porn again but you know because i'm more aware of what i'm doing i just didn't find it appealing honestly um i just shut it off so yeah i definitely believe that i will just beat this completely one day no the one thing we didn't we kind of didn't talk about is are you are you setting up accounts and paying money for this or you're you're watching all free stuff you're not you're not subscribing to anything everything's 100 percent free everything is 100 percent free i i've used websites like x videos or Pornhub. it's all free gotcha gotcha so at least um i i hate that it's taken so much of your time but at least it's not taking your money as well you know what i mean <laughs> yeah if it was taking my money yeah and i think this addiction wouldn't have even occurred honestly yeah you you think so you think if if like if you would have had to mm -hmm. pay money it, w it wouldn't have happened at all Oh, I, I guess for some people, I can see how um, that could be a possibility still for them, being addicted and paying for it. But for me, no, definitely not. Have you met anybody else with, with the same addiction as you? Or have you joined any online groups or had, had uh, I guess, like a friend in the same boat as you or, or anything of that nature? No, because I've been super private about it, um, I've never met anyone online or in person um, with the same addiction as me. Um, I have read articles about the effects of um, exposure to pornography um, at a young age, so, um, but no, I've never met anyone else, but I'm sure they're out there. Do you think you would want to, or do you think it's it's so personal to you, you just wouldn't want to, um, I guess, potentially relive that over and over and over? Hmm, you know, I've never thought of that, actually. Would I want to meet someone who's just like me? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely open to that, because um, I even like going back to therapy, I think it was hard... I think it was difficult for my therapist to understand like where I was coming from and also I was kind of ashamed like I didn't give my therapist like the full details of everything like I didn't tell them how it all started from a young age because I there I was a little ashamed honestly so I think if I were to ever meet someone who experienced the same things I did yeah I I think it would be helpful in some way um, you spoke about your therapist a minute ago. I just I wanted to share this with you. Um, I I seen a therapist in two thousand and eighteen um, because I, I have crippling anxiety, like like super bad anxiety, um, mm -hmm. and it was it was one of those things where you you know you were talking about a bad fit for somebody. She was a terrible fit for me, and mm -hmm. um, it was kind of like her way or the highway. And she told me, and I I. I don't know why I let this woman get under my skin, but she had literally told me that 
um, the reason that I was so anxious was because I drank more than a six pack a week, um, and that I wasn't on medication, and she would no longer see me unless I quit drinking and got on anxiety medication. Um, wow. Yeah, so it's it's not just you. Like, a hundred million other people, I'm sure, have ran into the same problem where you sometimes don't have the right fit. or And, mm-hmm. and people don't believe it, but sometimes you can tell when you first walk into that office if you're going to vibe with that person or not. And if, mm-hmm. you're, and if you're not, you're essentially wasting your time and your money because um, what therapy is meant to do is, is so you can have a comfortable, relaxed setting to talk about your mental health and your, um, I guess your anxieties and, and what causes you anxiety and what causes you to, to be depressed and, and you talk mm-hmm. about your stressors and you don't need being, like you don't need going to therapy to be another one of those stressors and, and a lot of people don't understand that. Um, I am an advocate for mental health, but I'm also mm-hmm. the very first advocate, like I'm the first guy that will tell you, like if, if you're not vibing with that person, like get the fuck out because they're not going to help you at right. all because there's almost like a mental block like you're not going to let them help you at that point like you know what I mean Mhm. yeah that is very true like everything you're saying um, you know there's just people we see this in every profession who are just terrible at their job so of course there's terrible therapists out there oh yeah there I'm, I'm sure that there are probably more than people would like to talk about because mm-hmm. um I'm sure that I'm sure that those terrible therapists really do help some people, and for those people that it helps, that's that's incredible. But if you mm-hmm. if you're showing up every day with the intention of just getting a paycheck and not because you want to help people, then that's right. That's kind of where I think that maybe you're in the wrong uh, profession. But I didn't yeah, want to share definitely. that with you. I didn't want you to feel like maybe like that was like one of the things that you had struggled with, because I've struggled with it too, and I've still I've actually not went back to a, th- a therapist because I I had such a bad experience. I was like, ah, fuck that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even yeah. like a hardcore drinker either. Like she had asked me to fill out this questionnaire, <laughs> and I was like, it was like, do you drink alcohol? And I was like, well, yeah, I drink on the weekends, you know. And and she was like, well, until you quit drinking on the weekends and you and you start taking anxiety medication, I'm not gonna see you. And I was like, well, fuck you. <laughs> Unbelievable! Wow. Yeah sorry that happened well no it's it's no big deal because you you live or you learn you know Mm -hmm. um but i did want to share that with you just because i don't want you to to feel like you're the only person that's ever um experienced that but but yeah she was a total shithead and uh, i actually let me tell you this i was so fucking mad when i when i left her office um that i i was involved in a fucking car accident because a car i was driving i was angry i was spacing out and a car pulled in front of me in in traffic and then slammed on their brakes and I you know and there was probably I probably didn't have time to react but I honestly feel because I was kind of in my own head like I it kind of took some of that reaction time away from me so yeah wow yes (laughs) yeah um I actually thought about like I don't know like there's just been so much time to think and just live with your thoughts while you're sheltering in place which can be good and bad but um I thought about going to therapy again after this but I don't know I'm, I'm still thinking about it also it's just not in my budget right now which is a huge reason why I most likely will not get another therapist at the moment but you know I'm open to trying again that's probably like the worst part about um, like 
like mental health and like taking care of your mental health is mm-hmm. is that um, like it is so expensive and it's yeah. a lot of people can't afford it. Right. You know, single single moms that are working two fucking jobs and they're stressed to the to the max. They can't afford to to a take the time to to go and you gotta pay for a babysitter or or you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people can't afford it in that sense but they they can't afford it like monetarily either and it's it's a real shame totally yeah honestly like i was thinking about it i feel like at at the end of this pandemic like everyone's gonna come out of it um probably feeling some type of way mentally um i know that nowadays a lot of um like a lot of disorders are being developed socially so like society is the cause for most of these mental illnesses so depression anxiety and self-esteem issues um i feel like a lot of people are gonna come out of this pandemic either stronger or weaker honestly i do i do 100 percent agree with you on that um i think that social media is one of the main stressors in a lot of young people's lives and I think that they're seeking therapists because of the bullying or, or because of whatever they're facing on social media mm-hmm. and uh, I, I honestly when you told me the other day that you didn't have social media I, I fucking I was so jealous I was like Jesus Christ like, <laughs> the, my family is so spread out that I, I almost have to have it so I can communicate with my family but, yeah. but if, if I could get rid of it I would just fucking ditch it yeah, just, I mean, it's okay to have it. Just be careful how you use it. Be careful who you follow. Um, Like, I didn't, I only didn't have social media because I had self-esteem issues um, starting at the age of 18. And, yeah, I just knew that those platforms would not help me <laughs> at all. Um, Now, I do feel like sometimes I'm missing out. I definitely felt like that. And um, I even created an Instagram during this pandemic but I'm definitely going to be careful about like who I follow and um what I what I look at on there you definitely have to be because Mm -hmm. um creeps and pedophiles and people with just ill intentions are lurking around every corner and I feel like the internet makes it so much easier you can I was I was reading yesterday on Twitter that uh a, a UFC fighter a very popular one at that somebody had gotten his like his actual home address and sent him a message saying hey look i I found your address yeah and i was like that's so fucking scary to think that anybody in the world could google your name and just know where you live and and if you have kids or you have um animals or even valuables somebody with ill intentions can show up at your house and just do essentially what they want while you're at work which they can also find out what times Mm -hmm. you're working like it's, it's just so insane to me um, oh my gosh yeah that is scary like we all just need to educate ourselves when it comes to social media we should all be a little more aware of these things I, uh, I'm going to keep you on here after we, we sign off but is there anything that you want to uh, tell anybody before you go um let's the, see the floor is yours <laughs> um I think a lot of people, if they listen to this, they'll be like, where were your parents? And this is your parents' fault. I just want to make it clear that um, this was no way my parents' fault. And your parents can only 
do so much. Um, that's just the reality. Like your parents are not gonna. Well, at least from my experience, um, my parents they had full time jobs. Sometimes they're working two jobs. Sometimes they're working crazy hours. Um, so I don't really don't want anyone blaming my parents and. Um, yeah, I just want to take, like, full responsibility uh, for things as well and just hope that, you know, I was able to uh, show how I had came out of this, like, a stronger, better person and um, someone who's just more self-aware about themselves. Awesome. Yeah, I meant to uh, I meant to ask about your parents, and, and we we kind of we we took a couple different little little trails there, and and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I meant to to ask that, but uh, I agree with you. I think I think parents can only do so much, and they only mm-hmm. essentially know what you let them know. Um, right. So I I do fully agree with you. Um, do you want people to find your social? Like, do you want to give your your Instagram handle out, or you want to keep that one to you? Or? Um, Instagram is the only thing I have. I'm probably not going to be really active on there anyway. Um, but yeah, let's just put it out there. Uh, what is it for the, the people that want to follow you and maybe contact you about getting help themselves? Um, yeah, so Dr. Pilsner is my Instagram name. It isn't <laughs> obvious. I really love beer. <laughs> um, it it so sounds like, a, like an Xbox uh, gamer. <laughs> Like whenever you Does whenever it? you told me the other day, that's what I thought of. I was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you couldn't tell from my Reddit name, as well, that's like a, that's a sour. It's the name of a sour beer. But yeah, Doctor Pilsner. Sweet Chica, I really appreciate it. Um, everybody listening, really quick. If you go to DangerCatsShop.com, use code Thomas ten. Uh, Diamond MMA, use code Thomas. Both fucking great brands. Of course, Foam Soap. And uh, I just want to thank Chica one more time for, for coming on and, and sharing her fucking story because it is it is one of those things that a lot of people don't think about, but, but you may potentially know somebody around you that is addicted to pornography. And, and if you do, um, like, take it like take it serious because, like Chica's been talking about, like, people lose time. They, they procrastinate. <laughs>